yo, yo, it's Bernard, aka the Scarlet Spider. For some reason, my neck is looking around, but eh, whatever. Who you be? And this is Samir, the King in Black. And we are the Angry Blurs Podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. Yes, we are. Um, This might make Samir angry. I personally don't care. This just actually happened maybe like 15, 20 minutes ago as at the time of recording. Zach Galifianakis has been attached to the live action remake of Lilo and Stitch. Okay, one Samir. more time. Zach Galifianakis uh-huh. has been attached to star in the live action remake of Lilo and Stitch. Why would that make me mad? I don't know. Don't you got an issue with Zach Galifianakis? No. Why would I have an issue with Zach Galifianakis? What did he do to me? I don't know. If anything, I had an issue with Seth Rogen for a while because he cast himself as the lead of Green Hornet. Look, man, I'm just saying. I can't keep up with who's on your list of, you know, um, celebrities to hate. Hang yeah, on. so far he's he's the first person to join the cast. <clears throat> uh, we already know how I feel about Disney remakes. I ain't rocking with it. So, speaking of which, we also got the thirty second teaser of the Little Mermaid this week, and we got a little teeny tiny glimpse of Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. What about DreamWorks re- um, remakes? What did DreamWorks remake? Are the live action? The live action How to Train Your Dragon. Um, so no, here's my take. Here's my take. All right, I don't okay. How to Train Your Dragon, the first one came out what 2011? I want to say something like that, right? First one came out 2011, and then subsequently, the movie, the all those movies hold up, even the first one holds Honestly, up, it looks great. Um, all those movies look great. There was no reason to remake them this quickly, okay? What can you do in live action? That's going to make it worth it to go to to to, to not watch the remake on the hey, animated version. I, I, what 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 did you say to me a couple days ago? Uh, I mean, a couple podcasts ago. Money, Bernard. Money. Yes, but be good at what you do. All right. If you suck, no one's going to watch your movie if it doesn't exceed the first one. And those those movies are so good, you're setting yourself up to fail. There's no way you can outdo those movies. What can you what can you bring to the table? What how how are they gonna look any better? I don't know, man. I mean, have we ever had a live action remake of a CG movie? Uh I know we've had like traditional animation done a la Disney and you know Attack on Titan and every other uh anime out there <laughs> or manga. We don't talk about Dragon Ball Evolution. I can't think of any X at the top of my head. I mean, they may have been, though. Yeah, <clears throat> I honestly think this might be the first. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, um, yeah, I saw that it's coming to theaters in 2025. I don't know. I might change my mind on this one. Because it's not a part of my childhood. What do you mean? How to Train Your Dragon. So, so basically, your stance on Disney remakes is just nostalgia. That makes it worse. Yes. Hey, man, a lot of live action remakes don't hold up to the to the to the original. Cinderella, twenty fifteen. 
How long ago was 2015? A long time ago, but that was a Disney remake. It was a live know, action remake, and, and it's better than the animated version, in my opinion. In some regards. Because you, you can't say Cruella, you can't <clears throat> say Maleficent. Those aren't remakes. Those are. Hold on. Cruella those are, was good, it's though. It's a spinoff. Yes, but it's a spinoff. It's not a remake of 101 Dalmatians. And even then, you probably could have said the original 101 Dalmatians with uh, Jeff Daniels, Glenn Close, and who played the girlfriend slash wife again? I forget. It was Glenn Close. Glenn Close stole that whole show. I mean, everyone only cares about Cruella DeVille. No one remembers the name of the actual dog owners. Look at you. See? Roger, 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 and Anita. Thank you, Mr. Know-It-All. Why do you remember that? Because my brain isn't broken, and I watch a lot of Disney films. It was Jolie Richardson who played Anita. No one. Who is that? <laughs> um, I guess she stopped acting like in the mid two thousands. Hold on one second. I'm, I'm looking at her filmography. See, that's why I hate the podcast sometimes because we just go off. Oh, never mind. No, she apparently she was in the Sandman. She did three episodes. She was Ethel Chris. Uh, she was in uh. TV movie called The Lost Girl. She was on the blacklist for two episodes. Breach, my dad's Christmas date. She, well, she's still been acting, basically. Uh, she was in Red Sparrow, that movie that no one saw unless they wanted to see Jennifer Lawrence's Tatas. Um, Snowden, The Messenger, Maggie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Devil's Violinist, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. She played Anita Banger. Oh, Banger. Okay. Yeah, and she was also on Nip Tuck. <coughs> Dang, you remember Nick Tuck? Remember that shit was hot? The funny thing is, I didn't get into FX until pretty much like all of that was over. So I didn't watch those original FX shows. So like Dirt, Nip Tuck, The Shield, um, Rescue Me. Yeah, I didn't like any of those shows either. Nip Tuck got, I mean, not Nip Tuck. FX got me because they used one of my favorite songs from a international artist, James Morrison, in like all their trailers. It was called, um, the song was called You Give Me Something. I might play that at the end of the podcast or like one of those niggas. Don't, don't. No, just the chorus. Don't it's a good song. It's a good yeah, song. I'm sure. You'll hear that. You can be like, oh, that song. Watch, I'm going to send it to you. You can be like, oh, that was the song. But yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean that Galifianakis is in Lilo and Stitch. Who do you think he's going to be? Think he's going to be Stitch? I don't think he's going to be Stitch. Nah, he's, he's going to be. be... Who was always going after Stitch? Um, yeah. And I'll just say bring Kevin Michael Richardson back. Well, no Michael Clark Duncan, so I think Kevin uh, Kevin Michael Richardson did the voice for the um the show. I'm gonna look this up real quick. Kevin Michael Richardson. Alright. Apparently he was also on Uncle Grandpa. Uh, oh, he's in the Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh. <clears throat> Oh, that's live action. That's why I couldn't find it. Yeah, yeah he was uh, Gunter in the Lilo and Stitch uh, series. All right. Well, anyways, let's um uh, move on. Yeah, Samir, what you got for us, Mike? Okay, so Bernard is going to hate this next story. Why am I going to hate this next story? So shortly after we uh, recorded last week, there was a uh, breaking uh, news, and Avatar, the, the Way of Water. <laughs> Uh, surpassed Titanic as the third highest grossing film of all time. But okay. the crazy 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even want you to bring that up because Titanic is currently been re I know. So week. they re-released and then they beat him. This man is competing with himself at this point. This, yeah, this, so who is I, this guy? I was like, I, I I'm like, why would, why would he bring this up just for James Cameron to knock himself back down? And My God, he is suffering from success. He's suffering from success. <laughs> Cue the DJ Kelly me. <laughs> Like what? What? Who is this man? Why? What is his life? Oh, you mean the album cover? Yeah, the the suffering from he's holding his head, suffering from success. You said the meme, you it, because the album cover is a meme. That's why how, at this point, no, it's an album cover. People just decide to write really witty things over it just so it correlates with the title of the album. It's a meme. Oh, I hate you. That's all you got to tell us about James Cameron again. I just thought it was crazy that this man is fighting with himself over the third spot, and he already got the number one spot. Got me up here typing. Samir tells us some James Cameron news. I'm like, oh god. Um, yeah, I just had to get that, that housekeeping out of the way to give us an update on that. So currently, uh, Titanic is is the third highest grossing film of all time, but shortly, shortly, closely followed by The Way of Water. Crazy. I guess, man. I'm just like. Uh... Hey, and you know, water is a liquid. Oh, we got a we got a birthday this past week. We got several birthdays actually. I'm actually going to knock all those out. So I'm going to start with the people whose birthdays are actually today that we're recording. Uh, Jeremy Allen White. A lot of us may know him as uh, Lip from Shameless. That's where he got his start. Pretty much, uh, he was in the movie uh, Movie Forty Two. He is also Wait. in The Bear. The what? He plays the bear on FX. Oh. Yeah. He plays uh the main character, Carmen. What's the character thing? Carmen um Brazado. So yeah, he is actually 32. He also shares a birthday with um that guy who we who we refuse to acknowledge as a Robin, Joseph Gordon Levitt. No, uh, he's he, <laughs> he's cool in other ways. Yeah. Uh Jason Ritter. Son of John Ritter. He had a show on ABC called Kevin Probably Saves the World, which I'm going to get tired of ABC canceling my shows. Denise Richards, Jerry O'Connell. Today is also Bonnie Wright's birthday. Shout out to Jenny Weasley. Renee Russo. Uh, that one director who Samir hates. I'm waiting. I got a couple. Yes. Oh, oh. Brian Singer? No, not Brian Singer. I would Josh Trank? No. Josh Trank? No. Leave Josh Trank alone. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Michael Bay. Oh, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Phillips, do you mean? Really, we're going with the old, um, what was the name of that show? Stroker and Who? <laughs> Sugar. He's Lou not even Frank. a diamond. He's a Phillips. <laughs> oh, God, I missed that show. If, if you don't know that show, stop listening to this podcast. Um... He's not even a diamond. He's a Phillips. Um, Dominic Purcell, uh, who we all know as Heatwave from the Arrowverse, and also Drake from Blade Trinity. Ugh. <laughs> um, I kind of don't want to say this one, but she did do a horror movie, Paris Hilton. How's the wax? Yep. Uh, Jim Brown. Also, Lou Paris alone. 
I, I'm just saying, man. I mean, if we didn't watch House of Wax, what would we know Paris Hilton from besides the simple life? And all her other stuff? What what else? What what else you got? Being rich, uh Nepple Baby? OG Nepple Baby. I was going with the sex tape, but thank you, Samir. God damn. And um we also oh, got that sex tape sucked. Yeah, and we also gotta give a happy belated <coughs> birthday to uh Mike Shinoda. I was yeah, Mike Shinoda. I know that's where you were going. Go OG. Yes. Put on some Lincoln Park or some Fort Minor. All right. So I got the birthdays out the way. Um, Did we talk about the music video? No, we talked about the song. I haven't watched the music video. Oh, okay. First off, okay. So there. Okay, so I know I know they did a music video, but I'm going to say, wow, you really going to do that? And your wife suffers from seizures. You know, she in the other room, (laughs) and and I'll I'll make I'll make this joke. I'll make this joke later to her. All right. I was going to say, but Uh, no, I was going to say something. I told you, we've already had an episode titled this time management sucks when you're an adult, bro. What? Three and a half minutes. I didn't get home until five thirty, six o'clock. And I had to plug. And then then once you, and once she, okay. And then once she did all that, you didn't have time to. I watched the last of us because I didn't watch it on Sunday. I've been busy. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't believe you didn't have three minutes. I mean, I, you, I know you have three minutes. You, you had three minutes. Not really. I've been burnt out from work all week. But yeah. So after I watched the last, I don't believe. I called you to see if you were ready. You still weren't ready. You were like, I need five more minutes. I stopped. I, I, I was. I was a little behind, despite the fact that I told you to go ahead and watch it. I took a shower. I then watched it. But um, then I had to go down to my car and I waited for you. And I didn't think about watching the video. But um. Yeah, so tell us about the video. Oh, it's, it's a really cool animated music video. I'm not going to break it down. Just go I watch know, it. but that's, see, that's why I don't want you saying little blurbs like that. That was like all of two seconds. You see, I had to run run that a little bit. Oh, oh, so it was quick, right? Yeah, oh, like the music video, which you should have watched. Samir, I am a busy individual, okay? So busy that they can't spare three and a half minutes. Bro, I honestly don't know the last time I've been on YouTube. It might have been when the um what trailer dropped? Sunday, when this when the flash trailer and stuff dropped. I don't think I've been on YouTube since. Alright. So I'm gonna just throw a bunch of uh MCU's MCU news out here and just get it all out the way. <coughs> all mm-hmm. right. So Kevin Feige has said that fewer MCU shows. Uh, will happen going forward and given and they will have more time in between each show's release so they can have more time to shine. So uh, I don't like actually, this. Okay. Well so me and you actually talked about this and I, I I think you have a valid point because think about it. Ever since Disney Plus kicked off we've been more or less getting a new Marvel show every other month. So it's been Marvel Star Wars Marvel Star Wars Marvel Star Wars Marvel Star Wars Marvel National Treasure Lucasfilm like, I think this is the longest we've been without a Marvel show because the last one we had was what, She-Hulk, and that ended, what, September? Yeah. And even then, well, guess what? We got a Lucasfilm series in, in the middle of that because um, The Mandalorian is coming back in a few weeks. We also got Willow and National Treasure. So. Willow's dope. But that was, that's the thing, though. Those aren't Marvel properties. I know. I'm just saying, usually after a 
Star Wars or Lucasfilm property that's a TV series, we would get a Marvel series. Because think about it, dude. What did we get after uh, WandaVision? Season, I mean, not uh, WandaVision. After Falcon Winter Soldier, season one of The Mandalorian. Then after WandaVision, we got season one of The Bad Batch. Then um, what was the next show after that? What If, I want to say? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, then season two of The Mandalorian. And then The Book of Boba Fett. I feel like we had a show in between that and... um, it might have been Miss Marvel. I don't know. But yeah, so yeah, give them some time to breathe. Mm, whatever. All right. All right. We also uh, found out that Thaddeus Ross will be the president in Captain America New World Order. Um, I'm sick and tired of the uh, hate that is spreading on the internet about Harrison Ford being recast. And it's not because of his age, it's because, hey, they recast Thaddeus Ross, but they didn't recast Chadwick Bozeman. This movie was not in production when William Hurt passed away. So they had time to recast. Okay? Black Panther was starting production when Chadwick Boseman passed. But that's neither here nor there. Alright? Some more news. Alright. So Kevin Feige also teased that we should be getting some news for Fantastic Four coming very soon. And he said that um, they have an outline for Spider-Man 4, but you know their story, uh, the writers are pretty much writing it as we speak. And we also got a poster for the Marvels today. And we also got the announcement that um, it has been pushed back for months. So that original release date of July 28th is now going to be November 10th. And Haunted Mansion will be taking that July spot. How do you feel about that? I mean, I don't have an opinion. It's just, it's a schedule. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, well, well, I'm, I'm so- how do you feel about any of the news I just put out there? <sighs> I didn't have a problem with the release window. I love a lot of content. And and honestly, having too much content is a good problem to have, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, I just... Yeah, but then, like like you said, you don't, stuff doesn't have time to breathe. It's like, hey, one minute we're talking about Ms. Marvel. The next we're talking <clears> about <throat> She-Hulk. It's like, we're not going to continue the conversation about Ms. Marvel. I guess not. So let's go ahead and talk about She-Hulk. We talked about Ms. Marvel. It was great. I loved it. I, I want know. more. I know. And uh, if you actually zoom in on that poster, Kamala has a new suit. What? Awesome. Love to see it. Love, I love new costumes. Yes. So, Samir, talk to us. What you got, man? Okay, so. What you got, yeah, Let me uh, go back here. Forget it, cuz. Alright, so John Wick 4 has a runtime of two hours and 49 minutes. What is this movie going to do? What, what's keep going on mind, here? Also, keep in mind, that's also credit, so probably going to be really two and a half. That's it's still worse. I mean, what was the runtime of John Wick 2? Or 3? Let's look real quick. All right. Hey, you already checking, so. Yeah, I got my phone right here in front of me. All right, so the first John Wick was an hour and 41 minutes. John Wick, chapter, uh, John Wick Chapter 2, 2 hours and 2 minutes. Okay. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, 2 hours and 10 minutes. Yeah, this one going to be nuts. Okay, so let's say roughly 20 more minutes of, you know. Nah, son, this going to be a lot. It's going to be balls to the wall. What's the body count going to be? Really, dude? Body count. But yeah, I can't wait um, to see it. We did get a new teaser trailer. 
Um, I think uh, we got to actually see Bill Skarsgård in this one. And, and, you know, it's nice to see, you know, a, a lot of people coming back. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what was the release date for John Wick Chapter 4 again? March 24th. So uh, that will be the movie after Ant-Man we review, right? Because I don't think there's anything else coming out in between then. I'm going to uh, Flickster real quick to see what else is coming out. And, um, yeah, guys, we obviously didn't review Knock at the Cabin because, like we said before, time management sucks when you're an adult. So, oh, um, Shazam. Oh, forgot about that. Yeah, so we got Shazam. Um, I mean, I mean, we watched them. Are we going to review Creed 3? I mean, we got three MCU actors in it. I'm going to watch Creed. I just don't know if this... Is this podcast the right place for Creed 3? I mean, it's... I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll play it by ear. How about that? Heard me? Yeah. I mean, damn, man. Can you acknowledge me or something? I'm asking Sorry. I'm literally asking you a question. Like I said, I, you just, I got I got D&D off, on the brain. Off in the darkness, basically. What you got? <clears throat> oh, wait. Never All mind. Right. It's my turn because you just did the John um, Wick story. Yeah, sure. All right. Turn. So... Here's some news that I think kind of got Samir a little bit excited, and he can finally say, finally, you admit it. All right. So, Mark Steven Johnson, who was the director of such movies as Ghost Rider and Daredevil, has admitted 20 years later that he overcrammed the story and got a, uh, and apparently he got a lot of uh, blowback for casting Marco Clark Duncan as the kingpin. Hmm. That's not his only... Honestly, if that was the only thing with that movie, I think that would have been a good choice. He did a good job. Honestly, he was not the bad part about that movie. Go ahead, Marco Clark Duncan was not the bad... Get it, get it off your chest, because I already know where you're going to go. Say it. Okay, the underutilized, the underutilized Colin Farrell's uh, bullseye. Garbage. I don't know what they were doing with uh, Jennifer Garner's Electra. That was awful. Terrible portrayal of that character. They didn't know what the hell they were doing with that character. Did you do the research? I'm, 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 I'm waiting for him to get this one no. part off. Go ahead. Wasted bullshit scenes. How long was that playground scene? There he goes. That's what I want. How to long? How long, Bernard? A screen time. How long? How long? How much screen time was that? I don't know. I can look on YouTube for you real quick. You got that was like probably ten. It was probably ten minutes. It was not ten minutes. Now you just like ten minutes. Like, like ten no minutes. Reason whatsoever. It sucked. It was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> All right. I mean, you could have kept talking instead of just two um, minutes and ten seconds. That was still. It was terrible. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what was the okay? Go second. And, um, okay. All right. Hold on. Wait. I'm gonna read some of the comments on this. Because I clicked on the video. So, this scene was the coolest thing I ever saw as a kid. Now, I'm just like, bro, this is corny AF. It really shows how superhero movies have changed drastically over the past 15 to 20 years. I'm a 2000 kid. Back when I saw this movie, I found this scene to be one of the coolest first meeting of leads. But now, I'm watching it as an adult. It seems corny as hell. But this movie and Elektra, in the Elektra movies, are my guilty pleasures. Well, let's see if Somebody said in across the street, Halle Berry was playing basketball. I guess that's a reference to Catwoman. <laughs> it was, yeah, Catwoman um, was on that. All right, I'll, so I'll some, vote that comment. All right, so uh, 
Someone said, makes you appreciate how much time Charlie Cox spends not looking at people since his character is meant to be blind. Unlike here, because, you know, Matt was kind of looking towards her. Um, wow. Well, Matt, Matt looks towards people when he yeah. talks. Yeah. All right. So this is some shade. This is posted six from six years ago. So this is <laughs> this is the highest super rated movie. Uh, this is the highest rated superhero movie Ben Affleck ever starred in. Think about that. But that, that's not Ben Affleck's fault. All right. For the record, Matt tossed his cane in the air for around seven seconds, meaning meaning it needed to reach a height of 60 meters or so. He did so casually with the flick of a wrist. Just think somewhere in this city, Tobey Maguire is um, <laughs> swinging around. Thank fuck for Netflix and Marvel Studios. Good thing Ben Affleck upgraded. Now he has the best fight scenes on screen. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Garner is amazing. She can kick butt with the best of them. Ooh, somebody said, I don't rem somebody said, I don't remember looking. I don't remember this movie looking like this when I first saw it. It's terrible. All right, but uh, I'm gonna read the quote that he said. All right. So Mark Stephen Johnson actually said, um, because but uh I don't know if you remember, but Daredevil actually came out on Valentine's Day. Mm. All right. So Mark Stephen Johnson said, looking back on it. One of the mistakes I made with the film was wanting to put everything in. I wanted to do Daredevil's origin story, and I wanted to do the Electra saga, and I wanted to introduce Bullseye and Foggy. I wanted everything to be in there, but the film could only support so much. But then things started to feel rushed and not quite right. It's a fan thing when you know you love something so much and you want to tell it all. All right. And so he was also talking about the, uh, the blowback of, you know, Casting Mike Clark Duncan. So he said, yeah, he got a lot of blowback. It's the strangest catch 22 because you want to have opportunities for everybody. You say, I'm going to pay attention to race. I'm just, I mean, I'm not going to pay, just pay attention to race. I'm just going to cast the right person to fit the role. But then you get killed for that um, by the fans and they say, hey, Kingpin should be white or he's not my Kingpin and that kind of stuff. So he definitely got heat on that, but he doesn't regret the decision at all. Michael I don't think that was the, that wasn't the only that wasn't the bad choice of that movie. If that was the only problem in that movie, the movie would have been perfect because Michael Clark Duncan did his job. All right, within the confines of that terrible script and that awful director, he did a good job. In fact, he was probably the only one actually chewing the scene. Because I'm sorry, uh, Ben Affleck was throwing it in. Jennifer Garner, I don't know what the hell character was doing, and Colin Farrell was. A, I'm like, what? And these are all great actors. They just had poor character um, development. Hey man, don't forget John Favreau. No, oh, yeah. He was happy. Oh yeah, the the the, the stupid uh the stupid D, uh, DD scene um, scene in the in the parking garage with the with the the lighter fluid and gasoline. That was probably one of the single most dumbest things ever. So let me get let me set this up for you. So Daredevil foils the crime, foils the crime, beats the guys up, blah blah blah, right, and then leaves for the police to find the evidence, right. Why did he run out and, 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 and sit there and trace the fluid around the ground in the shape of the D and then hope someone threw a match on it? Is that what we're doing now? Look, man. That movie was dumb. It was Look, dumb, dilly dumb. He said he was sorry, okay? I'm yeah, I know. He's like, apology accepted. I wish more shitty directors came out and said they were sorry. The, he did it. The guy from Dragon Ball Evolution did it. I'm waiting for Josh Trent. They're waiting for Brian Singer. Okay? Michael Bay, fuck you. <laughs> I 
Also, I would not accept Brian Singer's apology. I don't care how many times he apologizes. F that guy. Right. How you gonna say his name? Then say, nah, I'm not accepting the apology. I'm still accepting. I still want you to apologize. I'm just gonna still spit in your face when you do it. All right. That's the name of the episode. Michael okay. Bay, fuck you. All right. What do you got, man? Still playing around here. Okay. <clears throat> okay, Gus. <laughs> All right. So we have a new Digimon project coming out. Uh, oh, Bandai. Didn't you already tell us about this like a few months ago? I really feel like you told us this, and I said neither one of us is going to play it. <laughs> That's not true. I'm going to play it. It was cool. All right. Uh, Bandai. Revealed at its Digimon Con live stream event on Sunday, this past uh, uh, the eleventh, uh, essentially last Sunday. Uh, well, it, um, that it will launch the Digimon Seekers project, which will include a novel, a trailer, and uh, merchandise. The project uh, is in its final. The, uh, the project is the final project to celebrate the twenty fifth anniversary of the franchise. Look, man, all I'm saying is this. Digimon Adventure 1 and 2. Eh, 3, kind of. And that's pretty much where it stops for me. I mean, um, is Digimon even on Crunchyroll? Like, the, it all is. of it? Yeah. Because that's kind of where I felt. It was, I think it was originally on... I think it was mostly on Funimation. Huh? I wasn't mistaken. But they obviously absorbed all that. Now it's all in the same place. Yeah, because... Yeah, that's where my... <clears throat> Stuff so about. the story, the story of the novel centers around A.G. Nagasumi, a uh, picture in the center of the image. I'll we'll post a picture of the image. Um, there's a 19 year old cracker. <laughs> I'm assuming that means hacker. Why did I say that? Why? Why not? <laughs> okay, hacker. I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> A.G. is a lone wolf and an anti-hero and someone who never gives up. He meets the Digimon research professor, Ryu Sinji, and his faith and the Digimon, his fate in the Digimon world will begin to change. A.G.'s partner, Digimon, is Lugamon, pictured in the center below. Why would uh, you, bro, my, my guy, you Ron Burgundy, you just read everything? Yes. <laughs> I, it, obviously, you're gonna post a picture of it, and it, I need to. I want to describe where the characters are. Okay, so but you you just gonna have me post the same picture twice. <laughs> so because I only post the picture in the video for like ten to fifteen seconds. All right. Well. All right. Okay. Fine. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> picture but anyway. Center. All right. Anyways, the characters look dope, and the the premise looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm actually gonna check this one out. So. Yeah, so the story will include three groups. Crackers. <laughs> we need to grow up. <laughs> Why? Uh, the Digi Police who stop Digimon crimes and hackers. So there's crackers and hackers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Hold on. Stop. You're killing me. All right, hold on. <clears throat> I- I'm not yeah, sure. I'm reading that they need to they need to they need to they need to define these terms a little better because yeah what a what a crackers do and, and, and as opposed to a hackers <laughs> crackers do a lot <laughs> oh my god you're getting out of pocket serving ch- ch- uh, 
chicken and waffles in watermelon on the first day of Black History Month out of school. What? Caucasity. All right. Crackers. All right. Okay. So where's my next story? All right. So um, first things first, I mean, I mean, there's no speedy recovery for it, but we got to report on it. Um, so Bruce Willis has actually been diagnosed with, um, what is it? Full frontal, full frontal dementia. Yeah. Dementia. Something like that. Yeah. Just frontal lobe dementia. Yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, he did sell his likeness rights for films. So it's just like, man, this stuff is very tricky because this is actually leading into my next story. Voice actors are having their voices stolen by AI. All right. So I actually saw this on Gizmodo and I posted it and I thought this was very, very um, crazy. All right. So this is actually saying that um, there's an AI generated, um, you know, program that a lot of people are using nowadays. So uh, one of the people. Uh, so a lot of studios are actually trying to get um, actors and voice actors to sign away their voice rights so they can be used in AI, um, so they can be um, run through voice generators. So, yeah, so some actors are actually doing this, and some are like, nah, bro, I'm cool. So Frida Worth, who actually does uh, voice work on Apex Legend, on Apex Legend said that, you know, um, that they can, that this is basically going to be like nickel and diming voice actors and, you know, live live action actors because at this point they can just get away with you know squeezing more performances out of them through <clears throat> voice through ai and then using those generate performing performances and never having to compensate said voice actor for their likeness or yeah. never telling the agency that it was done so this hey man simpsons predicted this back in the earlier seasons so I don't remember the name of the episode. I kind of want to look it up right now. But hold on. Let me look this up real quick. All right. So. Here we go. Wait. Come on now. All right. So season eight, episode 14 of The Simpsons, the itchy and scratchy and poochie show. When Homer got the job as Poochie, the, the dog, yes. do you remember who he ran into on his first day um, in the sound booth? Yeah, uh, the voice of Itchy and Scratchy. She no. does two voices. Oh, okay, yes, you're right. But who also did she provide the voice? I mean, who else? What the hell was that? Provide the voice. <laughs> provide the voice of in that show. Besides well, Itchy and show. Scratchy? Yeah, she said she provided the voice of a very classic character, and the company screwed her out of her money. Oh, yeah, I forgot that aspect, but yeah. Roadrunner. <clears throat> How'd you get to be so good? Oh, just experience, I suppose. I started out as Roadrunner. Meep. You mean meep, meep? No, they only paid me to say it once, then they doubled it up on the soundtrack. Cheap bastards. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, this this is actually getting ready to be um, a very serious issue. So even Steve Blum, the voice we all know and love as Tom from Toonami, posted a tweet that said, "Hey friends, I know AI technology is exciting, but if you see my voice 
or any characters that I voice on any of these sites, please let me know um, because I have not given my permission and never will. This is highly unethical. We appreciate your support. Thank you. So this is kind of like the same thing where, you know, I'll, I love comic book art, right? I love hand-drawn art. I love digital art. I refuse to like AI art. I don't care how cool it looks. I'm I'm part of the hashtag AI art is not art group, okay? Because because people spend their entire lives learning to draw in to the point where, you know, they break a hand and they got to learn how to redraw and they continue to get better over time or sometimes worse, depending on the artist. Rob Liefeld. Um, <clears throat> like, bro, we've, we've talked about it multiple times. Jim Lee's art in the 80s is not the same art of today. No. It's a lot more polished. It's a lot more clean. Less uh, less pockets. Well, that was a 90s thing. I mean, pouches, not pockets. Pouches. Um, so, like, I just can't support like this AI driven future at this point. And yeah, call me a caveman if you want, but bro, I think like people deserve to be compensated for stuff that they actually do with their hands. I don't care if they're drawn on a tablet because digital art is the way of the future. I mean, a lot of, you know, comic book artists, they don't really take pen to paper anymore. And if they do sometimes, you know, it's a long process. And most of the time, those people are just cover artists. Perfect example. Mark Brooks, he does a lot of X-Men covers. He did like, um, I think he does all like the Hellfire Gala covers. Mark Brooks, hasn't, Mark Brooks hasn't done interiors since, I want to say, all new X-Men. When I, remember when I started my all new X-Men um, after their um, decimation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was drawing that for a while. Um, another person, Eddie Granoff. Eddie Granoff is actually... He's, he still works at Marvel. Goat. The man has not done interiors in like 15 <clears> years. <throat> but you know what he does? He does covers. He does concept art for Marvel Studios. Um, I actually tweeted I actually tweeted out the guy, Nicholas Draper Ivy. Uh, he draws static. Um, he drew static season one. He's drawn static season two. He's also working on a future static uh, miniseries that he's going to be writing and drawing. Uh, he wants. He also did the cover art for the Black Panther soundtrack. No. So it's just like I'm kind of I'm look I'm well over the AI stuff right now, man. Like even bro, how do you think the Disney animators during Disney's Renaissance would feel about AI stuff, or even like everybody at Pixar? Because a lot of them they still like physically draw that stuff and just render it to 3D. Like what? What's your take on AI? So my take is a little complicated um, because we even got like you know people cheating in school using Chat GP, GPT. It ain't cheating if you don't get caught. All right, so here's my state. Here's my um hot take on this, and um, I don't necessarily have any stake in this because I'm not an artist, but I do appreciate art and I do like to pay artists for what they're due. With that being said, you can't always afford an artist. And instead of trying to lowball them and insult them all together, just grab an AR an AI generator. Like for instance, my current D campaign, we instead of commissioning an artist to uh, to draw characters, which have been really expensive, uh, we just generated some characters from uh, from the an AI generator and then called it a day. Not only did we not insult somebody, but hey, we got our characters on um, porches done. Move this man. 
No one's saying that you can't commend artists. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not saying you can't commend artists uh, for their work and their artistry and their skill. But at the same time, I think pushing for improvements in AI is just inevitable and, ne- and it shouldn't be stagnated. Yeah, but also, like, <clears throat> behind the AI, they, they're very tricky because, I mean, unfortunately, we are it, we are the first generation of Internet users. So it's just like, I'll be the first generation or the second generation. I would probably say we're the second because the Internet was kind of around in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're the second generation of Internet users. So we got the good Internet. All right. Um, even though we had to live through dial tones and whatnot. But um, where the hell was I going with this? Oh, um, we are the part of the generation who do not read the terms and conditions of uh, websites and whatever that, that that we sign up for. So a very popular AI app that actually came out uh, towards the end of last year, Linza. So for those of you who did not read the terms and conditions, Linza's terms and conditions actually say you do not own your art. We own your art. We can take your art. And we can post it anywhere. So you can be on our ad, and guess what? You won't get a damn dime from it. But we'll take your $7 to um, AI generate these eight pictures for you. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's very tricky. All right, Samir. Okay. <clears throat> so they released uh, images of Lady, Lady Gaga in Joker 2, Folly Ado. Okay, oh, and I got a question brother, for you. Brother, this guy uh, stinks! You rhyming, but why the fuck would you post that? Neither one of us is going to watch that fucking movie. I'm, I, I'm we, sorry. We, we, we both... I may... I what? may watch what? it. Because I want to see the Lady how Gaga they're... in it? No! Because I want to see what they're going to... I do not know what this movie is and how Some they can... musical. Yes, but how is it going to work as a musical? Is it going to be good? As a musical, it's like it's one thing to say, "Hey, let's make a musical," and let's make it about a, mu- a man in the Salem Asylum and and whatnot. And I don't know what the plot is at this point, but it, the problem is, it's like, why the Joker? Again, that's the problem I have with this whole franchise. These two films, all right. But you just the, said you're going to watch it, and the main reason I am going to watch it, and I, I and I and I'm still angry about it. All right, it's like, okay, let's not call it Gotham. Let's call it New York. Okay, great. Let's strip everything cool from it. Yeah, let's make it super grounded. Okay, great. And let's make it about classism and and um and capitalism and greed and you know and mistreatment of the mental ill. Great. Why is it about the Joker then? It's like you're going at this point. You just you're just undermining you know all these messages because you you have to shoehorn in all the DC stuff, which was not that much to begin with. It's like this man could have been anybody. I don't know why he had to be the Joker. Look, man. Um, I like Todd Phillips. He gave us the Hangover trilogy, but and not all those movies were good. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck the Joker franchise. That's all I'm saying. Oh, um, I actually just saw this. So Viz actually Viz um put a lot of anime episodes up for free, so you can actually watch all of Inuyasha, Death Note, Sailor Moon, and other anime on YouTube. Yep, for free. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I actually, and how do you feel about that? Okay, so the first time I actually saw, you know, someone actually do this was the Power Rangers page. They are consistently uploading all of Power Rangers from Mighty Morphin to whatever I don't think the Nickelodeon stuff is. So pretty much like maybe like the first 25. Why would I have it? I mean, it's good, I guess. 
that more people can reach the the property and enjoy it. Like, I don't know why would I have a problem with that? Okay, so contracts. So I mean, these people aren't being compensated for you know because reruns aren't really a thing anymore. Streaming has killed reruns, so it's just like I, yes, I, I, I always did. feel a, I always feel a way about that. It's like, bro, look, that is what happens. So that's what happens. All right, no one cried when the horse-drawn carriage went the way of the dodo bird. I suppose people may have cried when the dodo bird went the way of the dodo bird because extinction is sad. But in a day when an industry gets taken out by a more advanced industry, that's what happens. Okay. Yeah, but uh, bro, I just I just feel bad for those people who will not be getting residual checks from any show that they they need to rework contracts going forward. They do, but bro, it even sucks with with streaming like music. Like I I posted it, I think I sent it to you like a long time ago. He 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 pretty much purged his Twitter. But Darren Hayes of Savage Garden, who I will be going to see in December and uh, towards the end of April, uh, posted a residual check from the streams of one of their very classic songs from their second album, Affirmation. It's, it's streamed specifically for the animal song. You don't want to know how much that check was? Uh, $38. $5. <laughs> uh, why is it so low? <laughs> Simple, because... Streaming sucks. It's Hold always- on, pause, pause though, pause though. Okay, so I like Darren Hayes just as much as the next casual guy who knows who Darren Hayes is. But how many streams does he get in a month? Um, I don't know. He he really like what are his, what are, what are his analytics? That's the thing though. Like Taylor Swift's tricks are probably a lot bigger. Yes, because it's Taylor Swift. But I'm okay. I'm, I'm saying, bro, like even like people. Okay, like another example. You really think Diddy's like really getting any residual checks from like you know? No, because Diddy isn't that popular as a as a music artist. So yeah. no. Okay, who can I use then? Dre Eminem. might. I bet Dre is. Eminem is. Uh, maybe. I, I guarantee. Do- I guarantee people are still going back and streaming. I don't think Dr. Dre. Maybe like a single or two, but no, I don't think anyone. How much do you think people? How much do you think people are streaming? Um, don't forget about Dre. Like on on an average day, exactly. I'm talking about a single song, maybe a few hundred a day. Probably maybe. I would say I would say I would say I would say thousands. Yeah, well into the thousands, sir. That song is very popular. Yeah, there's there's 500 some odd million people in the U.S. But how many of them got Drake fans? Yeah, but that's one song off of an album that had like I want to say 15 tracks. Yeah, it's a single. It's one everyone knows. Okay, the next episode as well. All right, what about like look at a band like um My Chemical, My Chemical Romance? All right, Helena, like that's that's one of their hit singles, right? That's yeah. the hit single. That's their first hit single, right? That song probably gets played to death, and they get money off of that. They get resist. I don't know how much, but they do. Well, but then I mean, you got you got the problem is a song like that. I don't know how many people had their hands on it. They got the band, obviously, right? Then they got the uh, the the production crew. Whoever, and then they had the record label. So all these people got got a shit off the top. Yeah. So I don't know how that works exactly, but you got Darren Hayes who is, and also Savage Garden don't hit the same way they used to. All right, they had a bunch of hit singles in the in the uh, late nineties, early two thousands, and that was it. They're not Destiny Shout. They're not in sync. Yeah, yeah, but even then, you got to think who's streaming. <clears throat> 
I mean, yeah, you might get the Destiny's Child's greatest hits and the NSYNC greatest hits, but no one's going back to listen to that self-titled album. No one's going back to listen to No Shit. It doesn't matter as long as long as as long as the uh, singles are getting hit. That's how streaming works better. It's not the albums; it's singles. Yeah. So again, Darren, you you love Darren Hayes, but he don't he don't have the fan base as some of the other people do. Okay, let me, okay. So I'm gonna stop you there. He doesn't have the fan base here. He's big over in the most. UK. Yeah. Yeah, they have YouTube over in UK. I know, but so that includes his UK fans, like all across all platforms. Like, what do they use over there? Apple Music. Yeah, but I think that was just from Spotify. Okay, so I'm sure Spotify is over there too. I know. I'm just, <sighs> I just, I've just always found that you know, you know. It, I think streaming. granted, I granted streaming does suck, and and the revenue is a little wonky, but. You the, that's a weird artist to, to pick because it's like he's he, he's not as popular as some other ones. I, well, I, I picked him because I actually had a point of reference. Remember, I said he took a photo of the check. That's why I picked him. I mean, I could go with Meek Mill. He always complaining about him not getting any residuals from streaming. Well, Meek Mill's is. I mean, how popular is Meek Mill's? It's, it's sorry, this motherfucker. It's singular. It's not plural. Meek Mill is always getting in some trouble, so he's always popular. You don't remember? He just got out of jail like a couple years ago. He just went over to Ghana, shot a music video in, in the, um, the Capitol, and everyone was on his ass. Meek Mill bitch be meeking. We got to make that a, a... Right, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It's like he ain't the most popular guy on the block. No, I remember, he, no he is one of the most popular. Bro, I remember him dating uh, when he was dating Nicki Minaj. Bro, dreams and nightmares are still like a, 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 a thing around the world. They played it at the end of all... The first episode of Bel Air, I used to rhyme like this to shine like this. I don't know the words. I'm that was a hot, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, man. Can we talk about this cover again? Okay, I'm going to pause and go backwards. What, this what Marvel, this Marvel's cover is actually kind of fire. This uh, this promotional poster. Okay. It's, I'm actually now looking at it. It is actually really fire. Oh, I meant, I meant to bring up one thing because uh, I hate the internet <laughs> despite the fact that I use it every day and I would probably kill myself if I didn't have it. So, once again, when stuff like this drops, you know the haters just going to be, you know, hating and flocking about. So, you know what some idiot said um, when he commented on the poster? What's that? I wonder why the Indian girl's on the ground. Because she can't fly, bitch. <laughs> the other two can fly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, let's, let's get in some more news. All right. So, um, okay. So, this is actually... I mean, you might want to watch this. It's, it's kind of a uh, biography. I'm not sure if you want to watch it, but I'm definitely watching it because I have Apple TV+. Plus. We actually got a trailer for the Tetris movie. And it's not like Pixels. So it's not a, a or Rampage. This is actually about the origin of Tetris. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so it's actually... Um, it actually stars Taron Egerton, and who else is in this? Oh, one second, let me pull this up real quick because apparently this article decided to not. Oh, um, okay. Well, I guess Taron Egerton is just the main star. So, I mean, yes. So who else? I'm, I'm looking to see who else is in this movie. I'm sorry. All right. So, Taryn Egerton, Toby Jones, Nikita, yep, yep, 
Yefremov, um, Anthony Boyle, Ken Yamamura, Rick Yoon, and a few other people we don't know. But yeah, I might check this out. Um, as you know, I'm a sucker for biographies, be it film or you know print. Will Smith's books up there too, or Charlemagne's books, Elton John. Yes, you like biographies. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to check this out. All right. So you want to do one more story before we get into our review of episode five of The Last of Us? Uh, yeah, we, we got a couple of them. Um, so um, do you talk about my I'm Loving, uh, I Am Legend 2 in nah, production? No, nah, go ahead, man. All right, so yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, is set to star in I Am Be uh, uh, I, I Am Legend. <laughs> I Am Legend. <laughs> I Am Legend too, and uh, it's set ten years after the. Is it ten years? Hang on. Yeah, dec- it will be set decades after the original. So decades, yeah. plural, after the original film. Um, okay, that's cool. Okay, I guess. so so here's my issue. So we all saw I Am Legend, right? Yeah. How did it assume? Well, depends on which ending you no, have. Theatrical. So the theatrical he dies, but the extended alternate version he lives. Yes, and I am Legend 2 is going to be taking place in that alternate ending. Yes. It's like, bro, why does he have to live? Because there were three books, sir. It's a three-part book series. But Will Smith's not even going to be in it. Don't matter. We don't need Will Smith no more. All right? We are, it's 2023. Black folks can leave him behind. We don't need him anymore. Okay? okay. Samir. But the reason I say that is because he lived in the alternate ending. He left with the um, with old girl and the boy. Yeah. So I'm just saying, why go with that ending? I mean, everything that happened... It's still going to happen. He found the cure. Oh, wait, no. That's the other thing. Remember, he didn't give them the cure. He just gave he just gave old buddy his girl back. He had the data. Did he the lab the was data? still intact. Yeah, the lab was intact. The process he used to cure that girl is still there. He has it. Okay. I forgot about the I got to go back and watch that. It's on the shelf. Um, but yeah, I mean... I just feel like if people didn't actually own that Blu-ray or decide to, you know, look up that alternate ending on YouTube, they're going to be a little confused because everyone, because I told, I told, I told Loco to shout out to Loco. I told Loco about this and he was like, why would they use, he's basically saying the same thing I'm using. Why would you go with the alternate ending? I mean, I needed to make sense. That's like if for some reason the butterfly effect two was a direct sequel to the first Butterfly Effect. So we're going with the alternate ending where Ashton Kutcher went back in time before he was born and choked himself out with the umbilical cord? Yep. That Also, that, that movie sucks no matter what you do about it. Hey, man, I'm watching... Yo, it's on HBO Max. It's leaving on my birthday. I'm watching that theatrical cut. I need the good ending, okay? <laughs> Give me the good ending. And for some there reason... There's no ending hey, that's good in that movie. Hey, hey, hey. I'm going to stop you right now because I'm going to give you a reason to hate me. I'm going to watch the Butterfly Effect 2 as well. I don't hate you. I'm just disappointed, Bernard. Hey, it's better than watching S. Darko. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Remember that? You see? 
All right, and on that note, let's get into episode five of the last. Hang episode. on, we got. Why are you rushing? What 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 do we have with the time? We got look look fifty five minutes. I told okay. you I got something to do. All right, fine. I'm all like right. I'm literally about an hour late. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do so, it. Episode okay. five of the Last of Us: Endure and Survive. Hold on one second. I don't want to hear about Kelly Pickler's husband killing himself. Who? She won. She was on American Idol. He shot himself in their house. It's been like a news alert that's been going off all day. Well, for like since we've been recording. All right. Here we go. Episode guide. So episode five, endure and survive. So as we all know, stars Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. This episode was directed. Don't show me the chance. Just show me. Uh, Jeremy Webb, who I believe directed episode three and four as well. So, Yeah. Episode also stars Lamar Jackson as Henry, Melanie Linsky returning as Kathleen, uh, Kevion Woodward as Sam, uh, Jeffrey Pierce, who is the voice in mocap of Tommy in the game, returns as Perry, and a few other people. So the synopsis is simply this. While attempting to evade the rebels, Joel and Ellie cross paths with the most wanted man in Kansas City, and Kathleen continues her hunt. All right. So... Did you watch the uh, behind the episode thing that they always post? I was told I didn't watch it, but I was told that the kid is actually deaf. And yes, he, he actually is, bro. You should actually watch that because it gives you all these little tidbits. And I find it funny that someone who doesn't have three and a half minutes to watch a groundbreaking music video from a beloved band. All right, coming out of just coming out of what this is a re-release of a undiscovered song, and you ain't had time Samir, to watch it, but Samir, you got time to watch behind the scenes. Samir, yes, you just contradict the hell out of yourself. Why you said this is a re-release of an undiscovered song, bitch? You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, like really, you you don't got time to watch watch Samir, the music video, Samir? This is literally continuing. As the show goes along, it's not like I went on YouTube and watched this. It's literally after the credits. You can stop watching that. How long was that behind the scenes stuff? How long was it? Like a minute and a half. It was, it, it could have been that short. You 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 you, you shortened it. It might have been two minutes. It wasn't like a ten minute thing. They just basically said like you know um, they introduced everyone to Kevion and how everyone on the set. Learn ASL so they can communicate with them and everything. And they thought, oh, that's cute. Exactly. See, this is the stuff I'm talking about. You should watch. I'm going to watch the Lost video. Okay. But we aren't going to talk about episode five of The Last of Us again. <laughs> Unless for some reason we decide to do a rewatch before season two comes out, which we probably won't talk about on the pod, but probably, you know, over the phone or whatever. But so, yeah. Um, that is one deviation that they decided to change from the video game. And obviously the whole Kathleen backstory is also a deviation. That lady is nuts. I kind of wanted things to be different for Henry and Sam. I definitely wanted things to be different for Henry and Sam, man. Why? Because it's so sad. What do you mean, why? The man I killed mean, his brother and killed himself? Yeah, but it wouldn't. how would that work for the story overall? I mean, maybe he doesn't kill himself. Yes, your Sam still gets bit, but does Henry actually have to kill himself? I get grief makes you do, you know, terrible things, but there ain't nothing wrong with a little deviation. I mean, we made Sam deaf. 
Yeah. Um, right. It, the, yeah, but all the, all the roads led to the same, had the same um, destination. Yeah. I know, but I, mean, I was like, damn. So, so yeah, we actually, we kind of start with a flashback, but also, like, I don't, uh, not a flashback, but more or less a parallel timeline of, you know, um, Kathleen having everyone in Kansas City looking for Henry and Sam. Yeah, man, that lady is wacko. And, and you know, um, he sees, you know, everything that happened with Joel and Ellie when they first got into town, when they went to the gas station, and, you know, um, Joel killing Brian. Was it Brian or Brian or Byron? You know what? Don't matter. He did. Um, Michael? Oh, no, Joel killed Brian. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, they yeah. got some Brian. I'm like, who the hell is the Michael? Brother, the brother is Michael. Yes, uh, Kathleen's brother is Michael. Um, and we, you know, we see the doctor who delivered Kathleen, you know, um, bringing food to Henry and Sam. And basically all three of them are trying to get out of the city. And obviously he gets caught and, you know, he got killed. See episode four for more details on that. And um, Henry tracks down Ellie and Joel. And, you know, that's where we pick up from where we left off in episode four. And, you know, he's trying to tell him, you know, I'm the, mo- I'm the most wanted man in Kansas City. But, you know, that's kind of especially after everything that you just did. So we kind of need each other to get out of out of here. I know the way out, and basically we need you because you the muscle. And you know, man, the scenes with Ellie and Sam when they were down in the bunker, or you know, like the hatch, that was that was a good scene. Yeah. And then you know they almost made it out, and you know some old dude up on a perch is you know he getting his he getting his um Lee Harvey Oswald on. And you know, Joe sneaks up on him, kills him, and obviously we and he obviously communicated with Kathleen and told him, Hey, you know, Henry and Sam are here with the mother two people who killed Brian. And, you know, they get there, Joe takes out the driver who's driving the lead car, which is ramming all the cars off the road. So, you know, we got a clean path to destruction. Henry is obviously about to, you know, sacrifice himself, be the quote unquote sacrificial lamb. And that uh battery ram car that Joe um diverted, crashes into a building, catches on fire and collapses on the ground where, you know, the horde of infected that Henry said were driven underground all of a sudden come up and chaos ensues. And a good chunk of that was live action, but there was a few specks of CG when they first came out the ground. I barely saw it. I was just like, what? Yeah. And uh, the bloater. Not the CG. Bloater. Ah, bloater. No, nah, full, full, full makeup. Yeah, full prosthetics. And this everything. is what happens when you put budget into your TV shows. Keep telling you, Superman and Lois has budget. Huh? I didn't say nothing about Superman and Lois. What? Huh, kid? What, what, oil? But you cooking? Read between the lines, okay? <laughs> Read between the lines. <laughs> so yeah, chaos ensues. Um, everyone. Pretty much splits up. Ellie goes hides, goes and hides in the car, and she comes across a little gymnast uh, clicker. Yeah, uh, apparently she's an actual contortionist. Like she's a child contortionist. She she is. Um, And this is why Ellie don't need a gun, bro. She's shooting at a truck with a battering ram on it. (laughs) What would you want her to do? Now I'm not saying that was a smart thing to do. Just run, because now you need ammo, and guess what? You don't wasted all your bullets. 
Man, you think like a you think like a video game. Look, there's no one, there's no one counting bullets in this show. All right, did not actually count. Look, once again, the apocalypse is not cool. Everything slows down. Do you know how many things get manufactured that we take for granted? I know that, but bullets are scarce in this. Bullets are the easy part. You can get a guy that can sit there and make bullets and, and melt lead and, and, and put them in a mold and pop them out of various sizes. No. That's, what, That's about, what about plastics? Samir. I mean, they suck, but they're, they're in everything. Huh? Bullets are only made in Georgia, so they're scarce. Remember what, they, what Joel said in the first episode. The only things made in Georgia are bullets and drugs. Yes, yes, we get that. Okay, but no one's mentioning extension cords. How are you powering anything? Hydroelectric, maybe. yeah, and then they go to outlets. Like, what do they? How do they get electricity to other things? Are they are they hooking them up with, with copper cables? Where's the copper coming from? Who's mining the copper for the electricity? That can exactly. It's like manufacturing. It's like <laughs> clothing. All right, what, what's up with the clothing? Hey man, we already know what's up with the clothing. Joel wearing a fifteen year old shirt. You saw his bed. You saw that old janky behind bed, bro. That bed done been flipped over, uh, been rotated ninety eight million times. I'm like, yo, bro, paint. Who's making paint? <laughs> that bag of crayons must be like a fortune. Like you saw the big old bag of paint. Yeah. Yo, where I got that? Who's making crayons? Hey man, just finding stuff. You gotta make it work. But um, so ain't nobody making books. No one making books. Nah, man. So, like, books you. are like, uh, they're like gold. Hey, gotta hang on to what you got. And so, um, yeah, after the chaos ensues, they all bunker down in the hotel, and Sam reveals to Ellie that he got bit, and she tells him that her blood is magic. Another very heart-wrenching scene. She slices her hand open and puts it on his infected wound, telling him it'll be alright. And uh, he's like, stay up with me, and she's like, I will, and she obviously falls asleep. And, you know, the next morning, he's infected, and you know, he tries to take a bite at Ellie. Henry puts down his brother and kills himself. Yep. And, and that's when Joel buries Henry and Sam, and Ellie leaves a note on his arm. I can't remember what the little things are called. It's not, it's, it's not an Etch-A-Sketch. It's a magnet something. I can't remember. I don't know. But yeah, she left a note that said, I'm sorry, and they start the head quest. And, um, so yeah, uh, 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, 10.0. Stop with the point zero, man. We get it, okay? You want to you wanna get under my skin. And you, you've succeeded, Samara. Can you stop now? We've been doing Bernard, this podcast for almost three years. We're friends. I already know I'm inside your heart. So All when right. I choke you out... <laughs> We're like, yeah, you're in my heart. You're in my heart, Samir. <laughs> okay, Phil Collins. <laughs> no, I didn't say you will be in my heart. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited for the next episode. I'm also, I want to see Left Behind. Is Left Behind? No. Left What's Behind next? is the DLC. Next. Yeah, I, uh, what's the next episode? The, the title oh. of the episode, one of them is called Left Behind, which is going to tell you Ellie's backstory, obviously. Maybe. No, it's definitely because based on the time frame, that's where they're gonna do it. Because in the game, it was during winter when you got her backstory. Was it? Yeah, because the Left Behind DLC took place 
parallel to her um, in, the, in the winter. So she's recounting her time with her friend in winter while Joel was out of commission. Spoiler, people. Yeah, I don't know what you saw left behind as an episode title because I'm on IMDb. Um, episode five obviously wasn't doing to survive. Episode six was its title Kin. Okay, the next one. Uh, that might be left behind, but it just says episode there you go. The next they look they leaked all the names. The, the, and the next one after Ken is left behind. Okay. So they yeah, and that and that that's that tracks because after they leave, after they leave Wyoming, they they go into winter, which is when left behind is told. Well, it's also winter in Ken. But, yeah, um, well, once it's long. Yeah. Um, all right, so we wrapping. Okay, yeah, yeah, because on Wikipedia it says uh, episode seven is left behind, and episode eight is when we are need and no title for episode nine. But yeah, uh, guys, we are actually going to call it a wrap. So this is Bernard, aka the Scarlet Spider, aka I am hot. So pit stains galore. And this is Samir, the Kingdom Black. That's what happened when you got a hundred twenty dollar ring light giving you illuminating this box. Yeah. This is the Angry Bird. Angry Blurred's podcast. Join us next time. Same Blurred channel, same Blurred network. All right, guys. Next week, we will be reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp. Full spoilers galore. So if you didn't watch it by Friday, I'm sorry, not Friday. Because we record on Friday. By Sunday, you might want to skip that episode. But yeah, guys. So uh, we will see you next week. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Love, peace, grease in the Middle East, and all that good stuff. Samir, tell the people goodbye. Deuces. Look at that. Nothing to cut out.